Hey, welcome back to the pod crashed. This week, we're telling the story of Gulf Air Flight 72. Thanks for listening. I, there's no, I can't. Yeah. Just, I know my limitations <laughs> and I'm going to abide by them, but. Beautiful. Uh, today, um, today we're doing the story of Gulf Air Flight 72. So, Gulf Air is a Bahrain-based airline uh, that, by all accounts, good safety record, good airline, yeah. not, you know, it's, it's a so, real good, you know, Middle Eastern airline. Gotcha. Bahrain, so, G-U-L-F. Yes, G-U-L-F, Gulf. Okay. So, meaning, like, yeah, the um, Persian Gulf. Gotcha. And... Like anybody who, if you have like your little mental map, um, if you imagine where like Saudi Arabia is and then like the little like little emirates or like little countries that are kind of off like a little chunk of yeah. that landmass. Bahrain is an island mm -hmm. that's like right like next to Qatar kind of. So it's like it's a one of those little tiny kingdoms Yeah, <laughs> um, on like the... Arabian Peninsula, but it is an island. So Gulf Air flies in and out of there. We're going back to August 23rd, 2000. We're flying an A320. So an A320 like a Boeing 737, which is uh, another plane we talk about a lot. It's very, very common, very popular plane. You have very likely flown on them before. Uh, it uh, Boeing 737 is the most popular plane ever made and Airbus. So the A is for Airbus. The uh, Airbus wanted a plane that had like similar stats to the 737 mm. and made the A320. So it's like their answer to the 737. So it's okay. just like it is just a nice, normal, reliable plane. It's Airbus, which means that it's going to have like, you know, some differences in how it flies, how how the like actual mechanics of the plane work. And in 2000, this uh, this plane was born in 1994. So it's quite new, six mm -hmm. years old. And uh, yeah, it's a good little plane. We're flying from Cairo to Bahrain, which is like a two and a half hour flight, not too far. And we've got 143 people on board, two pilots, six flight attendants, and 135 passengers. Uh, our captain is, I'm going to say Isan. It might be pronounced more like Hassan. And I'm, mm -hmm. That's just my ignorance. I don't know. But I, Isan is my best my best attempt at, at pronouncing his name. So Isan is uh, 37. He's joined. So Gulf Air has like a cadet program where you can join the airline as a cadet, have your like experience training, you know, all of that through them. And then you like graduate into their like in, to be oh, a wow. first officer. That's cool. Pardon? It is cool, right? Yeah. Is yeah, so you like join as a cadet, become a first officer, and then become a captain. So, Isan joined as a cadet in 1989, and he was a cadet for five years, so like a really robust training regiment, right? Mm -hmm. 
a lot of experience, a lot of training. He was originally trained on the glamorous, beautiful, lucky L-1011, the TriStar. Yeah. So he was trained on that plane, and then they stopped (laughs) using him. (laughs) So when he first became a a first officer in 94, he was a first officer on the L-1011, and then Mm. they stopped. Those, sadly, were, were shuffled off, you know. just we don't get to use them anymore right (laughs) and he became a first officer on the a320 so in 98 he became a two years prior to this flight he became a first officer on the a320 continued his training on the a320 and finally became a captain this year he became a captain this year oh wow after 11 years total a long track, right? A lot of experience. He's got uh like north of 4000 flight hours. You know, okay. he's a new brand new captain. Um the first officer is Kalaf. And Kalaf became a cadet in 1999. Last year. Okay. Became a first officer this year, had his like physical exam to clear him to become a first officer in July, less than a month ago. He's been a first officer for weeks. He has 86 flight hours. Okay. As, or pardon me, the, he has like, fewer than a thousand total flight hours so the captain has 86 flight hours as a captain Mm -hmm. the first officer has like 600 total flight hours period okay the captain had a five year five years in the cadet program our boy kalaf had less than one year okay so they have like changed the standards i poked around trying to see if i could find out what was going on in gulf air or like in the world that they would like so dramatically reduce the training i do not know i don't know why i don't know what was going on um call off as far as i can tell he's not like somebody's nephew or something right it's not it's just the standards had changed like did it like did it take eson a really long time to finish or no no okay. no he was yeah um the reputation that the captain has is that he is like a a totally like good competent pilot um and he's like nice enough it's got a little bit of a reputation for being stubborn um mm. so it's been known to happen right people can be stubborn <laughs> yeah. um kalaf is by all accounts shy like, he's not, like, a cocky, like, I got this, I'm done with training. Like, no, he's, he's like, reserved and kind of shy. Yeah. And he's new at this. And, again, this is, I hate that they're on our show so, so much because, yeah. like, they are, I mean, Kalaf, the first officer, is at the very beginning of his career. The right. very, very beginning. And Isan is at the very beginning of the part of his career that he's been working toward his exactly. whole life. Yeah. 
And tonight at around 4.30, they're going to fly from Cairo to Bahrain. It's a clear night, uh, but the sunset, so I, you know, the closer you are to the equator, the more stable, like the sunrise and sunset times are. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point in August, the sun is setting in their region close to like 6.30. So pretty early to like what I think, you know, when the sun sets in August. But but again, that's just, we have like... Yeah, like the clo- the further you are from the equator, the more extreme the changes throughout yeah. the year. So at 8.25, they took off. Um, it's not dark yet, but it's going to be dark in a couple hours before they get there. The um, plane like just was just checked out. It just like had some maintenance of like last week fresh beautiful new plane like it's not new but freshly (laughs) checked out plane (laughs) frankly they've all they've all had the plane the captain and the first officer have all had like a doctor's visit in the last month so we're raring to go uh the captain is like talking through and like guiding Kalaf. like he's like you know talking to him and he's uh but he's kind of taking the like he's doing everything so Uh he's talking through some of the stuff that he's doing and he's like saying like you know you should do this don't do this like he's giving him some guidance and again Kalaf is he's shy you know it's just he's a little bit more reserved and he's you know like listening to what the captain is saying and I don't know if he's freaked out that he became a first officer so fast I know that I don't know I know you've had jobs like this. I've had jobs like this where they're just like, you work here now. Here's here's a huge amount of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And some people really like that. But uh, I don't think I would like it in this situation at all. Yeah. Um, So because Isan knows like Kalaf is not that experienced, he's like taking on like a lot of the responsibility. He's flying the plane. He's talking through stuff like that's just how it's happening so by 8 20 it's a totally normal flight besides the fact that the captain has taken on more of the flying responsibilities than maybe he would under normal circumstances besides that totally normal sunsets they're flying out and by 7 20 they're like coming in close to bahrain uh it's nighttime right and they're flying over like Saudi Arabia um but they're flying toward the water and you can imagine like there's going to be all of the lights you know the lights of Bahrain the lights of Qatar mm-hmm. um I don't know if Qatar I, Qatar obviously wasn't built up to the point that it is now in 2000 but you know there's a city there and stuff so sure, yeah. um you can see like the line of where the land meets the ocean because of all of the lights but and they're flying toward Bahrain which is going to be the end of the lights right because it's an ocean off the coast of of the Arabian Peninsula Mm -hmm. so they're talking to the approach controller and they're working through their checklists as they descend down so they can land while they're going through their checklists 
they kind of realize like, oh boy, like we're going way too fast. And they're going like way too fast. Mm. They're going fully 80 knots over what they should be at this altitude. So they are way too fast. And they are like talking through like, how are you going to fix that? Because as they're going through the checklists, they're going through the checklists and there's a checklist point as they're descending that tells them to start to extend the flaps. Anyone who doesn't know it's extending the flaps is going to be part of your landing process because it like makes the wings wider, which means you can fly slower without falling out of the sky. Right. Uh-huh. And you want to, it is a very exact thing to get down to the right speed and altitude in order to like land on this exact point on the earth right Right. yeah so they realize they're going way 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 too fast and they can like see Bahrain it's right there they are very close and they're trying to slow down they're really close to the airport they try to slow down by descending more slowly So instead of continuing to descend at the same rate, they try to descend more slowly. Descending is going to speed you up at the moment when you need to slow down. Air brakes are often what pilots would use in this situation. For whatever reason, they don't do that. Um, They descend more slowly in order to try to bleed off some of the speed um, but after a couple minutes, all that's they've slowed down some, but now they're just also too high. They haven't descended quickly enough to stay on the glide slope to land at the right moment. Okay. So now they're still too fast to even extend the flaps, much less land, but they're also too high. So at this point, like at this point, the landing is not happening, right? It's not right. happening. You're too high. You're too fast. You can't even extend the flaps. The The plane literally won't let them extend the flaps yeah. because they're going too fast and it will they will break. So don't do it. But instead of going around, they they just keep going and trying to slow down they just keep going toward the airport even though they're still too high they keep descending and they keep trying to slow down they keep aiming at the airport and they get they get the speed down under 230 knots which is the limit for starting to extend the flaps so they get down to a speed that allows them to start to extend the flaps but they're still like way too high they're like Still, if you imagine, like, they can see the airport. It is right there, shining, like, right in front of them. They're, like, four minutes from touching down, and they're at a 1,000 feet. It's just, it's not happening. Right. And Isan, like, the captain, acknowledges this. He says, like, oh, like, uh, we're not, we're not going to make it. And he says exactly that. We're not going to make it. We're too high. We're still actually too fast. Instead of going around, instead of just, so going around would be just saying like, okay, we haven't lined this up right. We haven't, this isn't happening. And just like speeding up, retracting the flaps, going back up and then coming back around and trying again. Isan decides to do an orbit. I don't know if we've ever talked about this before. We've talked about similar things. Does that ring a bell for you, Mariah? Orbit? No. So 
the orbit is where in order to give yourself more time to bleed off speed or altitude, in order to give yourself more time without just going around, you can just like turn and like fly in a big circle and then come back and hope that you're back on the glide slope. So you are going to turn around or something. Right. Yeah. It's fat. It's going to be shorter amount of time than the uh, actual go around procedure. Right. And it's going to. Like you're not there's not a ton of traffic. It's not like one of those situations where there's like a ton of pressure to try to land now, because if you don't land now, you're going to have to wait a half hour. It's not a situation like that. It's just it lets you land on this try. Yeah. He says he's going to do an orbit. He he turns left to do start the like 360 degree turn. And the people in the air traffic tower can see them. Right. Because it's just a black night and they can see the lights. Mm -hmm. They can see it on radar. And the turn that Isan makes is like a tight turn like he wants this plane on the ground so he's like making what is in fact a a huge turn but it's you know happening really fast and really tight trying to bleed off some of that speed and and altitude and he was while he's making this turn he's not like controlling the altitude as well as you'd like he is trying to bleed some of it off he's trying to drop down and get closer to the ground but he's doing this procedure out over the ocean and he gets as low as 300 feet off the ground so he goes like he gets down very 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 low and they're just watching him do this Uh, okay yeah (laughs) and so at around 300 feet off the ground he comes back around to get back onto the glide slope and they are they're working through the checklist while they're making this turn which is a lot on the captain Kalaf is like doing his best he's trying to keep up he's reading off the checklist items they're going through it but but the captain is like trying to like you know actually control the plane work through the checklist do all this talking communicate trying to like teach and all of that they finish the tech checklists and as they're coming around isan says like ugh, we overshot it because now as they came back around they're basically on track to just fly right over the airport they haven't gotten down low enough they haven't gotten slow enough and they're not lined up so again it's done this this is no good this approach it's it's fine it's fine go around so he hits the toga the takeoff go around button and that is like a button that's going to like basically all of the procedures everything that happens when you need to go around you need to like accelerate you need to go up you need to like retract the flaps you need to pull the gear up and like hitting the toga button just like takes some of the burden off of you like the plane Mm -hmm. knows what you're doing it knows why you're doing it and so he hits that button the engines rev up and by all accounts on an a320 when you hit that button it like boom like the engines like spool up really fast you suddenly have like way more power and it starts to like push them forward and as it pushes them forward the engines rev up they still have the flaps extended because they were trying to land and so the master caution like 
light goes off and is like, hey, hey, don't do this while the flaps are extended. And yeah. the gear is like, ah. And so the, he, the, Izan is like trying to like take care of that. He's saying like, okay, like retract the flaps. He's still doing all of the flying. And he's he's also like pulling the gear up while he's doing it. Like he's he's doing all of this. And there's something that we've not talked about before called the somatographic illusion so isan is handling all of this stuff they've got a a light going off he's trying to get the flaps retracted pull the gear up speed up all of this and he's turned back in the same direction that he just done that orbit in out over the ocean and so the plane is speeding up he's got these things beeping at him he's not relying on his first officer and he turns out into the ocean which is black 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 everything black ocean black sky black night i looked it up on this day there was like a uh like a waning moon like a crescent moon so not a lot of light Mm -hmm. from that they turn out over the ocean and there's no visual reference point period there's nothing out there to tell you what's up and what's down it's just blackness outside of your uh outside of your windshield the somatographic illusion is in in this case when you are speeding up suddenly your brain can read that as lifting so he's hit the toga button and the plane is shooting forward as he turns out over the ocean and it feels so completely and totally in his body like they are also going up in altitude and he feels that he's got the thing yelling at him and he puts his hand down and he pushes the nose he pushes the the stick forward and pushes the nose down 15 degrees to try to counteract what feels like the plane going up the plane is not going up the plane is not ascending the plane is in level flight going forward speeding up and when he pushes the stick forward it pushes the nose down 15 degrees Kalaf doesn't say anything. He's trying to keep up. The sink rate warning goes off, telling them like, hey, hey, like you're going down. You're going down. Sink rate. Like you're going down fast because the engines are picking up at the same time that the nose is pointing down. He doesn't stop pushing the nose down. They get the like whoop whoop pull up. And that is the scariest thing you can hear on a plane. Yeah. But he, the first time it goes off, instead of responding to it or pulling the stick back, Izan says like flaps up because they still have that master caution warning going off because the flaps aren't fully retracted yet. Mm. And he does that and Kalaf says like, you're up, flaps three and Isan says shit and whoop whoop pull up whoop whoop pull up whoop like it's going off over and over and over oh. again and Kalaf says like okay flaps are at zero they hit the water oh
they slammed into the water. Ugh. Everyone was killed instantly. No one on that plane, no one knew what was happening. Wow. Like, no fear, no screaming. Yeah. Nobody even knew if Kalaf knew. <sighs> the officials in Bahrain started the process of recovering everything from the water. And I will say that they did an amazing job yeah. recovering everything from the water. They recovered every single person. Wow. Every That's single solitary. It's, I'm, um, hit the, hit the button, everybody. Like, don't listen to this part, but. Um, there were 143 people on board and they recovered 144 bodies because a woman on this plane had been pregnant. And when they hit the water and everyone, when her body died it like released the baby yeah oh oh and they recovered the baby <laughs> like i i mean oh right gosh Everyone, like, they were extremely thorough. The, I, I think actually their, their report was excellent. The yeah. accident report was very thorough. And they did, like, autopsies on the bodies. Uh-huh. Or, and they, to, because they didn't know if, again, like, did everyone die instantly or or not and everyone did okay and i i just it's just like being just like just blipped out of existence yeah yeah just like one moment to the next yeah ugh but when they when they took they got the the cvr and like the cockpit voice recorder, the flight data recorder, the black box, going through it, it, it doesn't, it, 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 it's bizarre if you don't know about that illusion, about the somatographic illusion, right? It makes no sense without that context because they're flying along, trying to land the plane. And so, yeah, what happened, it, 
it stands out to me that like pilots who I've read talk about this, it's that same thing that we've talked about, pardon me, when like you're banking and your inner ear is adjusting, 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 adjusting. Mm Mm-hmm. So that as you bank, your body doesn't know that it's happening. Right. And if you don't have a visual reference point, if you can't see something that tells you you're, you're rolling over, you, you physically don't under, like you don't know. Right. You, your body cannot detect it without looking at your instruments. And with this one, when people have talked about experiencing this illusion, it's like you can't it's an overwhelming it it would be like if you were you know whatever you're standing outside and somebody's just like there's no sky like it's just it's so contrary what your instruments are saying is so contrary to what your senses are telling you right and Uh, investigators were definitely confused as to why on earth, why on earth didn't he pull back as soon as you got the, like the ground proximity warning, the whoop whoop pull up. Like why, why didn't he pull up then? Right. And they examined the training that Gulf air provides and, you know, God bless him. Isan spent five years in their cadet program. He's been with this company for 11 years and they're very, very, very thoroughly responsible for his training. Right. They this is he did not have like a ton of previous flight experience. Kalaf had virtually none. He had extremely little flight experience. So what kind of training was Gulf Air providing? not very good training Mm. they have good training in some regards but they just things like if you hear the ground proximity warning like if you hear the whoop whoop pull up pull up like there's nothing to talk about there's nothing nothing needs your attention more than that right now and that just was not instilled in their pilots oh gosh one of the things that like and again, like how much training do you need? So, okay, like a, an excellent kind of training that some pilots receive is on the, like how to detect, how you can detect that you are experiencing hypoxia. Like how do you know what it feels like to have your brain stop working because yeah. there's not enough oxygen, right? And like maybe you've seen videos about it or things like that where they'll have like people pilots or people who are just curious or whatever you can like go in this pressurized room Mm -hmm. and they will like reduce the amount of oxygen to simulate different altitudes and so that you can see what your body does what it feels like for you because asking you to tell to be able to know like when your brain isn't working anymore Right. Right. That's the level of like, that's an excellent kind of training. And that's the kind of training that is like necessary in order to like, like grind that into your brain. Yeah. So that it's instinctual and the illusions, different things that can happen to your body that make you think that something else is happening 
then what your body is telling you is happening, right? right? Like that's something that takes a huge amount of training and it just was not emphasized. Like it wasn't. Yeah. And Kalaf had a really, really insufficient amount of training, period. Right. And he's shy. Like, part of it is just going to be temperament, you mm-hmm. know? He's, yeah. he's like, by all accounts, you know, a perfectly good first officer under normal circumstances. Right. But it does take training and experience and all of that to be able to say, like, to keep track of everything that's happening, to be able to tell your captain, like, to know what's happening and to be able to, like, say, like, hey, you're, like, going to crash us into the ocean. Right, right. Oh. Oh. What was, say the name of the... The thing that happens again. It's not hypoxia. It's it's the somatographic somatographic and the somatographic illusion can mean like a few. It can mean like it's the same thing happening in your body, but it's it's like if you're speeding up, if you're like accelerating, it feels like you're ascending or decelerating and feeling like you're sinking both of those and again there is some relationship between these two things in a plane right right it is often the case that if you are speeding up that you're ascending i somebody almost everyone who listens to this show knows more about planes than me right like that's just how it is so i think that all of you i i look forward to receiving an email explaining this but i do you remember the iberia 1456 story in bilbao like that uh it's okay it's not a quiz but that was an a320 that happened a year after this one okay with a newer a320 and part of what wrong of what went wrong with the Iberia crash, or not crash, but the Iberia situation, right? Yeah. Like part of what part of what went wrong there was how like heavily computerized an A320 is, especially compared to other aircraft that right. you know were around. Um, but also compared to like much more computerized than Boeing planes. And part of what went wrong in the Iberia 1456 flight was the pilots find the plane not being totally up to date on what the plane is doing for you and what you are telling the plane to do. And so I do wonder, again, this might be a silly question, but I imagine that the um they hit the toga button the takeoff go around button so he feels like he's ascending and it seems reasonable to me that he could think that the plane would ascend automatically as part of the toga right mm, like that right yeah. so but i i didn't see other people or the I don't know. Maybe I missed it or maybe that's just not 
back. Yeah. Maybe that's just not how it works. But I can imagine that he would have some reason to think that the plane would. Not only does it feel like it is ascending, but that it makes sense that the plane computer would tell the plane to ascend. Right, right. I don't know. Yeah. I look forward to the emails we will receive answering this yeah. question for me. <laughs> right. But. My goodness. I think it's, I mean, it's... The people, the re- people who did the recovery effort are absolute heroes. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't... And how I, far off land was the crash? Extremely close. Okay, so like it was pretty close. shallow considering the comparison. That's my guess. Yeah. I don't know enough about the... Um, like, I, don't, I just don't know enough about that part of the world to know, like, if... If, like, it drops off. Right. Or... But it's not like the middle of the ocean, thank God, you know, like the, yeah, it's not like some of the other ones we've talked about where they're really having to search like the bottom of the ocean. Right, right, right. But Goodness. Yeah, it's amazing they, that they were able to recover all of the bodies. Yeah. Did they try to put the plane back together or no, they just like no. got the pieces they out? They recovered and... the plane, like the pieces, but it was, it was totally totally gone yeah it was not recoverable but yeah golf air improved their their training are they still an airline yeah oh wow yeah yeah they um are i don't know if they fly to the u.s okay like they might be more regional but or maybe they do but they um you know i think that they are like an airline that does a lot of like getting people to and from bahrain you know like that's if you're going to bahrain then You'd fly them and maybe, you know, have less opportunity to do so if you're not. But right, right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't. I mean, do you feel like? I don't know if you feel this way, but you can imagine. I'm sure feeling like there's a lot happening, and the captain is already like. I'm not saying this to beat up Isan at all, but like, yeah, no, just it's, there's a lot happening and it seems like he's got it. Like, I don't know. Do you think that like how easy or difficult do you think it would be for you to like yeah. say something if you were in Kalef's shoes? Oof. I don't know. I mean, I think I would, I would be too scared, especially yeah. considering just the power dynamic i think yeah you know because in those situations like yes you're doing a job you're responsible for other people's lives but like mm. your life is also on the line um and so i i don't know i think my natural instinct would be like wait a minute wait a minute you know um right but then right. my professional like 
trying to be respectful and all these other, you know, weird power dynamic stuff would kind of push that down. Um, and I think it would be a really difficult balance, especially in the moment, you know. Right. Right. And it it was 11 seconds, 11 seconds from when they hit the toga button to when they hit the water. I mean, that's... It was very fast. What can you do in 11 seconds? I mean, like... Mm. I mean, a lot, right? (laughs) That's a lot and nothing at all. And the captain, it's not like they were... He may not have noticed. Again, it's possible that both of them are experiencing the same illusion and yeah. not noticing. Because the other thing is that the the captain, um, they're they're also getting yelled at to retract the flaps and like getting the ground proximity warning. That is a big a higher priority than retracting the flaps. But the flaps warning came first, and that's another thing. Is like I can imagine. I can imagine it's just our brains do this thing sometimes, right? Yeah, our brains yeah. choose an order of operations that does not, that's not right for the situation. But the stakes were so, like the consequences were so horrible in this yeah. instance. But that is, I mean, that happens to all of us, right? Where, yeah. And from the outside, sometimes you can see it, right? And like somebody else, you can say like, you're doing this, but that is not the thing to do right now. This is the thing to do right now. Right. And sometimes you can see it from the outside. But yeah, sometimes you can't. And he was telling, so he was telling, like the last thing that was said on the plane was Kalaf saying that he had retracted the flaps completely. Like they were, they were like kind of stuck on that. Yeah. And... Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, I hate trying to find like positive spins. Like there's no, there's no positive spin that can make this story better, you know, but there is some, I can imagine for the family members, there must be some sort of relief that it was instant and that nobody knew. And, you know, it was, it was quick. It wasn't drawn out, painful, torturous, you know? Um, Right. Right. But I no, think I, I, in that, like, even in that, on the other side of that is, God, it, like, life is just, it's gone in an instant, you know? Quite literally, just, it's gone in an instant. Right. Right. And, like, I, I do, I think that They they always try to recover all of the bodies. Like, that's a normal thing to do. Yeah. But I am so, yeah, grateful that they not only recovered every body, but they did that, like, extra, that, like, step to, yeah. I don't know if it's extra, but they did, they took the step of, like, checking to see, like, did anybody have like water in their lungs or like anything that would mm-hmm. indicate, you know, any like smoke inhalation, anything yeah. that would indicate that anybody was, and it was just, yeah, gone. Yeah. Just, ugh. But, <sighs> yeah. There this are. It's so tragic kind of, to watch it. 
happen. Oh my gosh. I always think the, about from that. The air like yeah, from air traffic control. That must be just so yeah. so horrible. Yeah. Especially in the dark. Yeah. Did it was there fire? What did it explode at all? Or it just it was it like just kind of blew into there, a I don't know. I my guess and it is a guess is that there would be like like a contact explosion but the but maybe not um and it would have just been like just gone like it it would have yeah i don't know that's i don't know the answer though from the air traffic controllers like view if they would have it's such a disorienting thing too because you're I don't know if you feel this way, but like uh, just for myself, like I, I'm not a good driver. I should wear glasses, but yeah. if it's nighttime and like driving through a city or driving in like a place where not a city, but like maybe out in the country where there's like some occasional lights and then it's dark the rest of the time, that is disorienting all disorienting all by itself for yeah. me. Just speaking for myself. Yeah. Um, and I just think about the disorientation of like, you're facing the airport, you can see the lights, you have all of these visual references. And then as soon as you turn out to see, suddenly it's just all black nothingness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I just don't know what, it just, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That is the, yeah, very, very sad story. Yeah. Ugh. It's so horrible. I don't know. I can't stop thinking about the baby. And it's kind mm. of, it's easier for us to like, for most people to like hone in on one thing. Right. But it's just, that is, I, mean, I just imagine yeah. like their family like the family of yeah i just uh yeah but it, i uh yeah i mean it's it's but. just violent like it's it's like a violent um uh what's like i don't even know the word i'm looking for not consequence but like a reaction to yeah what happened you know yeah in like an, yeah. an unintentional accident like there's sparks violence you know right right yeah i think about to if this happened like after september 11th mm-hmm I just think about like how wicked people might have been about this. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, no, totally. There's like the American Airlines plane that crashed in Queens like a couple months later. And that's terrifying, right? Yeah. Because like a plane has just crashed into a different part of New York City two months after 9 11. Right. You know, that's like what's but going on. In this yeah. case, just the fact that the fact that in fact, 
the bare bones of what happened is like the pilot, like the captain pushed the nose down and crashed into the ocean. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason, period, full stop to think that it was intentional. Tons of reason, loads of evidence that it was not. And it is a known, a well-known like human thing like that this illusion that your body can betray you in this way oh yeah but i just think about like in bahrain like arab name and i just feel like this would have been like people would have been like oh def- terrorism blah, blah, blah oh whatever. yeah no 100 percent. and i'm just grateful for like i don't know i guess i'm grateful that that didn't happen right add insult to injury but, like yeah literal insults yeah. to injury yeah exactly. like hmm. or like yeah 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 maybe i won't go into it <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, uh. do you have a a good do have, you have a muslim fact <laughs> i don't i don't have a muslim fact today maybe i will i will ask somebody for a, a Muslim fact. Um, I want a Muslim fact. I have a Muslim fact. I'll oh, tell yeah? it after yours. I'll tell it after okay, yours. Okay, okay, okay. We did just celebrate Eid uh, as yeah. an office, and it was a lot of fun. We did. Oh. Yeah. We had like a, a an Eid, an end of Eid fast break uh, mm-hmm. where <laughs> we did not order enough food, and no. uh, <laughs> we had to... Did I tell you this? We had to uh like basically order food for like 100 people <laughs> at this afghan restaurant down the street from our office we order from mm-hmm. like regularly so they know us mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and we walked in and they were just like guys what the hell <laughs> like <laughs> come on like, you gotta give us some notice about yeah feeding yeah. 100 people and we were like we know yeah. listen we're gonna pay you so much money please just help yeah i know um, like being yeah. Like you've worked in like like the culinary world, the catering yeah. and all of that. Oh my god. And like it's I torturous. just torturous. There's no uh no. Yeah. It's the worst. When like a baseball team shows up oh. or something, you're just like, yeah. Oh my gosh, no. No, please get out of here. Please no. Right. Please go eat hot pockets. Like it's fine. <laughs> you'll you'll love them. Right. Like but um But my fact is a Canadian fact today. Oh, I love it. Excellent. Because as I was telling you about Lego Master, Lego Master. Oh, yes, Lego Master. Um this beautiful show for everybody if you can watch it, please watch it because I don't I just I won't even go into it. It's just a beautiful show. <laughs> um but on Lego Masters, I I learned that um the word Shit, now I'm not gonna fucking know it. One second, wait. Just because I need to get this correct. Okay. How do you say decor? Like D E C O R. I said, uh. It's a tricky word, right? I I know now because I probably say decor sometimes. Right, like it's decor, decor. Yeah. Okay. No, those are the only two ways I could ever say it. Right. Well, apparently, 
Um, Canadians say there's a certain part of Canada that says Decker. No. <laughs> and apparently they are firm on the fact that that is the correct pronunciation. Say it again. Decker, I think. Wait, let me look this I I like demand. I have looked this up a hundred times to get this right and I it still can't be real. Can't get this right. Right. And oh my god, there's so many videos on Canadian versus American pronunciation. No. It's so funny. Dave, I want an explanation. Yeah, we need an explanation. This is how, yeah. Decker. That's some or something. That's some Calgary. That's gotta be like <laughs> yeah. I feel like Calgary has like one of the like wilder accents in in that way where it's yeah. sneaky you're like this is this person talks in a way that seems normal to me and then it'll be just like nice decker in here you're just like wait a right, second right. whoa 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 stop uh, exactly yeah no i i need i demand an explanation <laughs> Yeah, and there was there's like a YouTube lesson on how to pronounce this word. No, and... don't spread it. Oh, they're spreading it. I'm telling you. Oh my god! When they said that on Lego Masters, I paused. I had to pause. They said it on TV. On TV, yes. On this is where I learned this fact. They were like, "This is how on you say TV. this word in the English language. This is the only way the proper pronunciation for this word is." And I was like, what word are they trying to say? Because I don't know. <laughs> like, Wait, I'm like. What is happening? They. Uh, who said it? Uh, this, this Canadian brother and sister. <laughs> they were like contestants. Yes, they were Lego builders. And man, can they build some fucking Legos? They are good Beautiful. at. Okay, but. Um, and nobody did will arnett say it that way no he was like that's okay, horrifying thank God. yeah <laughs> okay good 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 job will arnett. Yeah. yeah that would be devastating yeah if he was like sure that's how i say it like no right tragic yeah but so... um we do say i was talking to this is as some of you may have noticed, and a few have commented on, I say documentary. Yeah. <laughs> instead of like documentary, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. That would be a nice. And then I was talking to my mom the other day and I heard her say that. And I was like, OK. Yeah. That's where it is from. Yeah. Like yes. that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to like quiz everyone at the family reunion. Like, just say this word real quick. Yeah. Like, just real quick. Just real quick. Um, my Muslim fact, I think you might probably know this, but um the like the Prophet Muhammad had a um cat, a pet cat. Oh. And the cat's name was Muiza, I think is how you say it. Little Muiza, mm. which is an adorable name. Probably sounds kind of like meow, right? Yeah. And one day when he woke up to do like went and went to pray and went to get like the prayer coat to put on to pray, the kitty cat Muiza was asleep in the sleeve oh. of the of the 
prayer jacket. Yeah. And so rather than wake the cat up, he cut the sleeve off. Beautiful. To let the cat sleep and then went and prayed. Uh, and that is relatable. Yes. <laughs> like that is relatable. That is, that is relatable content. And because we, you and I talk about this all the time, like you have like stuff you got to do, but the cat is like asleep in your lap or, and there's nothing you can do about that. You just have to stay. You're just, you are bolted to the chair now. You're bolted to the chair. You better not change your breathing because they're going to know. Oh, the look on their little faces. If you get up and they're just like, why? I don't know why. I love him so much. They're I so love good. Cats. They really have upped the game in our lives. Like they have upped yeah. the happy factor for sure. Big time. My life is much better. Yeah. Can you hear the cat meowing right now? Thank you. He knows we're talking about him. <laughs> He's like putting his little paw under the, under the door. But little Nando. Uh, but Muiza. Uh, I think that's a great name for a cat. That is a great name for a cat. It's a great cat story. And uh, all right, we got some extra facts. <laughs> we love but it. And love if it. I pronounced decor incorrectly for the Canadian pronunciation, let me know. I just tried yeah. to, to look up that video. I can't find it anywhere. So maybe it's all I a fever dream. S- <laughs> we are. <laughs> maybe there's no such good. show as Lego Masters. <laughs> it's all made up the um it, something that we're not great at it, like you and i mm-hmm. is like remembering to like say stuff week after week yes and we struggle in this area one of the things <laughs> like two years ago right like there's this feature that you can all see if you look at your phone right now or whatever you're listening to this on there's like a little link where you can leave us a voice message. Oh, yes. And we've never mentioned it in the last like two years. We mentioned it once yeah. and one person left us a voice message yeah. in like 2020. Yes, literally. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And um, we, A, I would just love it in general to hear your sweet voices. Yeah. Um, some of you send like voice memos on Instagram. Love it. Love your sweet little voices. Um, but the... If you would like to, in general, use that as a way to contact us, I'm going to say this right now. We might include it in the episode. I'm just, it's just, I might, yeah, because everyone wants to hear your sweet voice too. Yeah. Don't let that scare you though. No, no, But no. if you, specifically for pronunciation, that's a great way to use that, guys. If you yes. think, if you want to tell us how you pronounce decor, you want to tell me how to pronounce <laughs> Muiza. You want to tell us a story or tell us a fact. Yeah. You want to tell a fact, guys? We'll yes. include it in the episode, your sweet voice. Doesn't that sound good? Yeah. Um, I would love it if you guys would use that. Yeah, for and, sure. And send us pictures of your backyard and follow us on all the things and all of it. Do all of it. I think it's also, I don't know if we could put this in or if we should put this in, but it might be worth saying, I think we realize that we have... A few more listeners than we initially thought. And. (laughs) Yeah. I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. We have no idea how many of of you there are. But I think there's there's quite a few. If you understand like (laughs) analytics. Let us know. Excel. I've Googled it. (laughs) Yeah. But any of these things, right? Like Excel, analytics, 
I promise like, we're not dumb. We're not dumb. We're just good at what we're good at, you know? And we just chose a hobby that is not in our wheelhouse. Exactly. <laughs> like, don't we chose a, a public holiday? Holiday? That's not <laughs> yeah. what I meant to say. A public hobby yeah. that is not, it, that fun. does not intersect with our skill set. No. <laughs> so, but we're here. I don't, You're here. We love it. We love you. We love guys, each other. We're here. We're actually going to have like our 100th episode kind of soon. Yeah. I'll check when it's, it's coming, coming up. up. What do you guys want us to do? Maybe we could do my favorite story for the Buffalo Ooh, episode finally. Yeah. We got good stuff coming up, guys. We do. We got good stuff. Yeah. And you and I are going to see each other, Mariah, and I'm yes. very much looking forward to that. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. But. It's going to be good. Uh, I love you I so, love you so, so much. much. Thanks for you telling that hard story. You are number one. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, we love each and every one of you. Yeah. Marvelous. Marvelous people. And Send us pictures of your cats. Yes. And shout we'll out to our week. listeners yeah. in Bahrain because we have some. I just we checked. do. We do. <laughs> just checked. Uh, please message us yeah. if you live in Bahrain. Hey. Like, please. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Have you seen the analytics, by the way? Like yeah. the, where is it? And by analytics, we do just mean whatever they tell us. <laughs> right. Whatever. Yeah. Like, these are not advanced analytics. No, 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 but no. the, um, like, the UK... Yeah. Guys, we have friends in yeah. the UK. Yeah, we do. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You guys are really like We gotta come over for a visit. Yeah, I would love to come over for a visit. Yeah. We gotta we do would. a world we would tour. Authentically. <laughs> a world tour. <laughs> a world tour that's like Every Toronto, yes. <laughs> London, Bahrain. There we go. Bingo bango. Okay. Poland. I wanna meet if yeah. you live in Poland, I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. Please message us because we have a lot of listeners. Yes, in Poland, we do. We, we can see you. The, Just like our we Canadian the listeners. We can see you. Yeah. <laughs> All of you. All Aussies. Of you. Each and every one of you. You're marvelous and we love you. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Sounds good. Welcome back to the pod crashed. I am in my car because I did not remember to record this sooner. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the pod crashed. I so hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason, you can find us at the at gmail.com or on Instagram and TikTok. Or if you're on Spotify, there's like links and stuff that you can use to contact us in the description. Uh, we love you so much, and we can't wait to see you next week. Thanks for listening.